Welcome to Ink Spots, a book review podcast. Today, we'll be taking a look at A Deadly Education, a novel by Naomi Novik, which is book number one of the Scholoman series. I'll start with a very brief overview of the book, spoiler free, and give my recommendation. And then I'll move into a more spoiler filled discussion of the book. A Deadly Education follows Elle, a magic wielder, as she navigates the lethal halls of the Scholomance, a sort of dark, twisted version of Hogwarts. The book relies on a lot of clever inversions of fantasy tropes, and I felt like it mostly succeeded with that. While the book suffers a little from some of the side characters falling a bit flat, and a few passages that sour the pacing of the novel, I really enjoyed my time with Elle in the hallways of the Scholomance. The comparisons to Harry Potter are a little too easy to make, but if you ever wanted a darker version of those novels with a dash of magical Lord of the Flies, then A Deadly Education should be perfect for you. I wholeheartedly recommend the book. Now for a more spoiler-filled discussion and review of the novel. I really enjoyed the journey that our protagonist Elle went on in A Deadly Education. It's one of those books that you kind of forget how long you've been reading and stay up too late, but still want to know what happens next, even if you're going to be way too tired the next morning. It definitely had me hooked. As I mentioned in the brief overview, A Deadly Education's premise relies on this inversion of tropes to hook the reader and to propel the story, at least in the beginning. A Deadly Education is a chosen one narrative, and the hero, Orion Lake, is ridiculously overpowered. But Orion isn't a point-of-view character. We experience the whole story from Elle's perspective, who is something of a friendly rival-slash-friend to Orion, and I really like that outside perspective. It'd be a little like getting the Harry Potter story from Ron's perspective if Ron were a lot more pessimistic, sarcastic, and capable of mass magical annihilation. Just saying that, the premise is intriguing, and the story definitely delivers on its promise. The magic system was tied neatly to the character development of Elle in a way that I didn't expect. In the world, there are two kinds of fuel for magic, mana and malia. Mana being the fuel that a majority of the magic wielders use, which can be produced a number of ways, including through physical exertion. The more interesting fuel is malia, a sort of dark magic that's produced by stealing the life force from other living things. Additionally, each magic user has particular skills that they're adept at. For example, metallurgy or alchemy might come especially easy for one person, and working that kind of magic uses less fuel and is generally easier for them. L is adept at all things murder and mayhem, which I found very fun. L is a very good person, though. She doesn't want to be the next Dark Lord, even though it would be the most natural thing in the world for her to slip into. And she has to constantly fight the school, who is quite happy to give her spells to murder a room full of people when she's just trying to light up a room to read. There's this sort of natural temptation that Elle has to face because pulling Malia and murdering an entire room of people would be as easy as flicking a wrist. And the Skolomance is filled with dangers, from both magical monsters called Maleficaria and the other desperate students. The Skolomance is a sort of magical Lord of the Flies. There are no teachers at the school, no adults. The kids are forced to fend for themselves. 
And Novik does a good job of world building with the school. I like how the school has these kind of magical quirks like Hogwarts, just with more sinister twists. My favorite example is the Void, which feels like this dark interpretation of Hogwarts' room of requirement. I like that the school kind of takes on this dark personality of its own. This is a story where the setting is alive and imaginative and as integral to the story as any other character. That same darkness extends to the students who attend the Skullmance. It's a cutthroat environment where alliances and friendships are key to survival and graduation, which makes Elle's chances of survival slim at the start of the book when she's barely tolerated by the student body. And I find this the strongest part of a deadly education. Novik imbues Elle with a strong inner voice full of sarcasm, pessimism, and bite, but it comes from a very deep-seated fear and insecurity. Author K.M. Weiland describes in her book, Creating Character Arcs, that a key for character growth and development is the lie that the character believes, a sort of wound that has never healed that causes the character to act the way that they do. Elle's wound is that she believes that no one likes her, that she's alone in the world, except for maybe her mother. This is reinforced through dark prophecies that foretell she'll become a dark lord and how people who lived at her mother's commune wouldn't respond even to her screams for help as a child. I really empathize with that. I have a feeling that a lot of other people will too, especially in our modern time of quarantine. I just really connected with that internal struggle to do the right thing and to fight against the inner demons that would make doing the wrong thing so much easier. The biggest strength that a deadly education has is the incredible voice and character work seen in Elle. And the school laments does a little to help Elle overcome this fear. There's a very utilitarian philosophy adopted by most of the students, and with good reason. Many of the students are just trying to survive. And it's Elle's jabs at that utilitarian worldview that begin to crack the hard shells that some of the side characters have. By the end of the book, there are a few moments of quiet, true friendship that nearly bring Elle to tears. Stories are essays in action, so what is a dark education saying? I believe that it's saying that we always have a choice. The kids in the story are born into a life full of danger, with the Skullamance being their best bet to living to adulthood. But the Skullamance is a very transactional place where no good deed goes unpaid for, and Elle pushes back against that. She operates within the transactional systems for sure, but she sees through it and recognizes the disgusting nature that transactional utilitarian systems bring out in people. I think it's no more clearly demonstrated than when Elle has the choice to exhibit her incredibly powerful magic during the attack on the library, but chooses to save the freshmen instead. Elle chooses to save others, to push back against the enclaves and their hegemony within the school. The book clearly states that the utilitarian mindset that students have adopted is for their own survival but displays Elle's heroism and the beauty of true friendship by breaking through that very mindset. Our choices matter. My biggest gripe about the book is what I would maybe call the pacing. The story would be humming along, building some nice tension, threading relationships, and then things would screech to a halt for a bit of an exposition dump. Now, Novik has a fascinating world that she's built, so it wasn't that the info dumps weren't interesting but I do feel like there were too many interruptions to the narrative flow of the story to add little details about a character or a class or a rule or a flashback. I can't be too upset because I did enjoy the world building. Additionally, I felt like Novik could have used dialogue to speed up parts of the book, 
What I mean is that Novik has large chunks of inner monologue, the character's thoughts and feelings, which drag out some moments a little past their welcome. This did allow for a very strong voice to come through the main character, though, and I did love that. The character work with Elle was really well done. And I also felt like the side characters were a little flat. Orion Lake was definitely more static than Elle, but I do feel like he grew a little bit, or at least changed a little. The other B characters aren't super memorable, and I'm really hoping to see the side characters more fleshed out in the sequel, especially since Elle will have many more opportunities to interact with them. I did really enjoy the story. It has a really fun premise and some truly great character work with Elle, and I'm eagerly anticipating the sequel. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you.